This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. Rhino have been decimated across Africa after a significant surge in poaching. In South Africa, their numbers have dwindled despite the significant time and resources poured into saving them. Now they're threatened with extinction. But conservationists are refusing to give up and that's no better demonstrated than by today's story. An ambitious plan to rewild more than 2,000 rhino. We headed to a secret location to speak to the people behind a project aimed at saving a species. I feel so fortunate to be here. I mean, how many people can say they've been in a space where they've been outnumbered by a threatened species like the white rhino? Over the last decade, poaching has decimated rhino numbers in Africa. A white rhinoceros lies dead in the Kruger National Park, South Africa. In the river there, you see there's a rhino carcass at 12 o'clock. The way we're carrying on, they're going to no longer be around. In just 15 years, nearly 10,000 have been slaughtered for their precious horn. In spite of a ban on the international trade of rhino horn. Its horn is now worth more than cocaine on the black market. Desperate times called for desperate measures. So wealthy rhino breeder John Hume came up with a controversial idea. For 40 years, we have sustained a notion that a ban will prevent poaching. It does not. Hume came up with a notion of let us supply horn to meet end-user demand through a transparent, legitimate process and save rhinos' lives. It's a dream that Hume has had for 15 years. In that time, he bred over 2,000 white rhinos. But it's a dream that's ultimately been dashed. Effectively because of an obstructive attitude by the South African authorities, Hume was driven to bankruptcy. Leaving the future of 15% of the world's population of white rhino in grave doubt. This landscape is typically South African. Flat open felt under a beating African sun. But this location is special. That's because it's home to the world's largest privately owned rhino herd and their future is what this story is all about. The 7,800 hectare property situated in the Northwest province was owned by Hume, who established a captive breeding operation back in 2008. John Hume is, in our opinion, an absolute conservation hero. Pelham Jones is the chairman of the Private Rhino Owners Association. Some people say they, he went into it for, for money. It wasn't about conserving the rhino. The fact that he has uh, bred um, a 
threatened species from where they were in terms of numbers to where they are, are today. He has done more for protecting rhino and, and building up a rhino herd than anybody else on this earth. But Hume's motives were not entirely altruistic. He made a bet that the ban on the international trade of rhino horn that's been in place since 1977 would be lifted. But his hopes failed to materialize and the ban remains firmly in place. As a result, he could never sell the five tons of horn he'd harvested over the years and became financially distressed having spent over $150 million to grow his herd. He was running out of time and money and he appealed internationally. He appealed to the South African government for assistance and sadly he got stonewalled at, at, at every quarter. In desperation, Hume was forced to auction the farm in April. His future and that of his 2,000-strong herd of rhino would depend on finding a willing buyer. But there were no takers. Because of the uncertainty around rhino conservation, sadly, there were no bidders. The future of 2,000 individuals of a threatened species hang in the balance. Then, at the 11th hour, a ray of hope. We were familiar with John Hume and the operation. Peter Fernhead is CEO of African Parks, a conservation NGO with a wealth of experience managing national parks across the continent. When we realized that there were no takers in the auction, and it was like, okay, well, what's going to happen to 2,000 white rhino now? Almost certainly there would have had to have been a little bit of a fireside sale, literally anyone who wants a rhino come and collect a rhino. And that is not a pretty picture for, for the species. Finding a solution to these rhinos was a moral imperative. In September, African Parks announced the purchase of the farm for an undisclosed fee with an audacious plan to rewild 2,000 rhino to national parks across the continent over the next 10 years. After years of uncertainty, the future of Hume's rhino was finally secured. In October, African Parks took control of the farm and the responsibility of looking after it falls on the shoulders of project manager Donovan Euster. What was it like taking operational control of this farm? Uh, the, the task is a daunting task. It's an uh, overwhelming task, but it's actually uh, amazing to be a part of. Our team was given exclusive TV access to the farm as we toured what was once the largest captive breeding operation in the world. So, Donovan, we are in the orphanage here. That's correct. It's precious to actually see. It's, yeah, it's a privilege, but it, yet it reminds us of the, the sort of drastic times we're in with, with Rhino and, and the measures we need to take to ensure their well-being. The moment they're sort of in a condition that, that we know they're going to be able to survive on the vegetation that's on the, on the property, we then move them into the bigger camps. This is a breeding, a breeding camp. I think within this camp there's uh, about 117 rhino. Look at that! <laughs> They're so close. In the food warehouse, the daunting nutritional requirements of 2,000 rhino becomes apparent. An adult rhino requires up to 10 kilograms of feed daily, and food costs are astronomical. 
is this safe to call this the Rhino Kitchen? Definitely. So this is where all the feeding happens. Obviously, the later on in the year we go, the more we feed. Um, the Lucerne comes in at about sort of four and a half thousand rand a ton, so uh, a bit of a, a bit of a hefty cost. The sheer number of rhino here is an irresistible lure for poachers. That's why the farm's location is kept top secret and no chances are taken with security. This includes 24-hour surveillance, rangers patrolling day and night, as well as aerial surveillance, driving up operational costs even more. Maintaining this farm is going to cost us approximately 75 million rand a year. And that's before a single rhino has been relocated. While the captive breeding program will be stopped, natural breeding will result in a total of 3,000 rhino that will need to be relocated. 300 per year for the next decade. We estimate in terms of the numbers that we've done that it's going to cost about $1,500 to move every animal within South Africa. The moment that you move into the Sadiq region, you're talking about $5,000 per animal. And if you are moving them into Central Africa, you have to have an aerial solution. You're talking about approximately $50,000 per animal. And that's going to take a lot of time, uh, a huge amount of effort and a huge amount of funding. Are you concerned that what ended up happening with John Hume, where he ran out of money to look after this place, could happen to African parks too? Definitely. I mean, the, the financial burden is a big one to bear, but the end results of what we're looking to do within this rewilding far outweigh uh, the sort of weight it puts on, uh, on the shoulders. When's the first translocation going to happen? We hope to have the framework done by the, by the end of this year, and we hope to do our first relocation, our first rewilding exercise within the first two quarters of, of next year. While John Hume's controversial plan to save the rhino may have been dashed when he ran out of money, his ambition to save them lives on. He leaves behind the world's largest captive breeding project and more than 2,000 of a threatened species. Could his vision yet result in the rhino salvation? It is a really good news story for those 2,000 rhino because there is hope for them. Obviously now it's incumbent on African parks to complete that story and to make sure that it ends well. Having 2,000 rhino and their progeny thriving in wild populations across the continent, that is the end objective. And if we're able to achieve that, I think it's a phenomenal story, not just for rhino, but for conservation as a whole. Over the years, African Parks has been responsible for the successful relocation of 500 elephants across Malawi and bringing back rhino to Rwanda, Malawi and the DRC. Clearly, these 2,000 white rhino are in good hands. And that's another wrap. In case you missed any of our previous chats with Daily Maverick, you can find them all on Carte Blanche, the podcast, available on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm.